What is up, everybody? Matt Swifty Perry here with the Leader Swift Podcast. Today, we have the incredible Jared Ellis with us. Jared is the lead pastor at E2 Church outside of Sacramento, and this guy is not only a phenomenal preacher, I think he's one of the best in the game, but a phenomenal leader, just leading an incredible church right outside of Sacramento. Uh, I encourage you guys to lean into this conversation. Go ahead and share it with a friend and press that subscribe button because we want to see more leaders leading better than they ever have before. And so we're going to go right into this conversation with Jared Ellis. All right, what is up, everybody? I'm here with Jared Ellis. How's it going, Pastor? What's going on, man? It's such an honor to be on this podcast. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you. Um, Jared, I think I've been following you for a while, and then a couple years ago, I, we were able to grab coffee, coffee out in Sacramento. Um, but tell us a little bit about you, because I tell people you're just one of the best preachers out there. Like You're a phenomenal <laughs> preacher, but they might not know the leader, Jared. Tell us a little bit about you, who you are, and what you do in your leadership journey. Absolutely. Well, once again, thank you so much for having me, man. It's such an honor. Uh, to hear what you're doing and how God's using this podcast. And um, if you're not subscribed, you need to do that right now. Uh, make sure that you follow this content. Uh, my, my journey is, is pretty, pretty cool, man. You know, I, I got called into ministry when I was 16 years old. I grew up in church, um, have been a part of church my whole life. Um, lost my dad uh, to cancer when I was about 11 years old. And so had my rebellious streak uh, in my teenage years. Um, was in a band, you know, like emo, hardcore music. And yes. so had my whole, you know, band phase. Um, and I uh, got called to ministry really out of, out of nowhere. I was at a youth conference, had no intention of following Jesus, uh, but had an encounter with God. And, and from that point, man, my life was flipped upside down and uh, started leading uh, my little youth ministry at the time. I grew up in New York, so uh, was a part of a little youth ministry in Long Island, and that little youth ministry just blew up, came wow. back from this conference, and we saw the same teenagers I was buying drugs off of the week before uh, start throwing their drugs on the altar, giving their lives to Jesus, and um, and I, I kind of was voluntold that I was going to be a youth pastor at that time because we, you know, we had people that were involved, but... Um, you know, they worked other jobs and, and it was very rare for a young teenager to be on fire for God. And, and so I kind of got put into a position where I was given the opportunity to rally these young people around the gospel. And, and so did that for about a year and actually got to travel while I was in high school around the churches in Long Island and preach and lead worship. Went to Bible college in Dallas, Texas at Christ for the Nations Institute. And got a, an opportunity to work at Youth for the Nations, which is a youth camp, and um, kind of worked my way throughout that organization and um, became a youth pastor when I was about 20 uh, at, a, at a church in Abilene, Texas, and um, had an incredible move of God that hit that youth ministry, went from about seven kids to 300 in a tiny little West Texas town. And, uh, and then from there, moved to Elevation Church in Charlotte, got to have the privilege of working alongside of some of the best, uh, most incredible leaders in the world. And then that ultimately led me to where I am now, which um, I pastor E2 Church in Sacramento, 
previously was an Elevation Church campus, and uh, we've been rocking and rolling for four years and seeing God do some amazing things out here in the Sacramento area. Yeah, incredible church, too. Like, just, you guys do so so much incredible stuff. You're in, like, that Elk Grove area, right? That's right, yeah. About, like, South Sacramento, Elk Grove um, uh, suburbs, and really, really cool to see people coming from all over. But I think we're strategically located um, in the, the growth area of Elk Grove. It's just booming. They're actually expanding the highway right now that we're right next to. We're right next to I-5. And uh, there's so much happening in the city that they're just getting ready for the growth, and we are too. So we're excited to see what God does. Incredible stuff. I, I have to ask this, though. Who was your favorite uh, emo uh, metalish band. Mine, my personal, I was in that scene too. Was Under Oath was my all time yeah, favorite. Who who was your favorite band? Oh man, it's hard because there's so many different genres of like emo, screamo, hardcore. Pop um, punk. I I just loved Story of the Year, man. Like I I loved their sound and the melodic. Uh, I just everything about them. But I was a huge Under Oath fan. Uh, Day to Remember, all those yep, guys. Yep. Yeah. Those were, those were my two favorite, Under Oath, A Day to Remember. And then I'm from Southern California, so Blink-182 uh, when oh, it came yeah. to the, the punk and pop punk. But I don't want to lose listeners now. But <laughs> I still listen to that music, and we're on a road trip. My wife is like, we're not listening to this. Please not listen oh, to this. Bro, Turn on some Beyonce. 100%. 100%. <laughs> uh, but, okay, Jared, you are you're crushing it in Sacramento, and you speak to a lot of leaders um, you're so gifted that I just remember when we got coffee and you just spoke so much life and leadership into me. Um, we have a lot of leaders listening right now. What is a tip to help them just lead better, whether that's in their church and ministry context or maybe in their business context or even for that dad who's at home leading his family? What's a piece of leadership advice to help leaders win? Yeah, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot lately, and I, what I'm about to share might actually seem almost counterculture to what is being promulgated by a lot of leadership conversations right now. Um, but something that I've learned in my life that's helped me be a better leader, I'm not talking about becoming a better preacher or being more influential on social media, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a local church pastor, right? So I'm, I'm leading real people that have real jobs that um, the majority of my church, they're volunteering their time um, to be a part of what we're doing. And one of the things that I, I think I've learned that's so important for me as a growing and developing leader is not being afraid to start again and do the things that I'm not so great at. You know, there's a lot of talk about focusing on your strengths and delegating your weaknesses. And I, I think that that's great advice for certain things. But I think to become a great leader you really do have to learn how to expose yourself to the areas of leadership that you may not be so great at or being willing to begin again. I think a lot of times leaders think that their journey to success or influence is just kind of a, a straight incline up. But what I've learned in being a part of a lot of different organizations or different positions is that uh, success didn't look like this straight line going up. It looked a lot like a spiral staircase. And sometimes growth looks like taking three steps and hitting a plateau or a platform and then taking three steps and hitting another platform. People often say to me, 
I feel like I, I was just here, or I feel like I'm repeating the same stuff again. And I always tell them, you're not in the same place you were three steps ago. You've actually increased or you've elevated yourself, but you're learning the same lesson in a different season. And I think a lot of times in leadership, what we do is we think, you know, we hear it's from glory to glory to glory. And yes, that's true. But are you willing to begin again, start over or grow in an area that you're not so great at so that you can develop yourself to be a well-rounded and an experienced leader? Uh, it's, it's one thing to be a specialist, but if you're going to lead real people and you're going to be a, a person that mobilizes you know, a, a large group of very different people, I, I really think that we've got to learn how to allow ourselves to grow in areas that maybe we feel like we put our time in or I've earned a position to, to be more elevated or more influential here and we're afar, afraid to start again or to grow in an area that we're not so great at. Uh, I want to challenge people, hey, leave your ego at the door. Don't, don't let pride or position get in the way of your development because if you're willing to go low, if you're willing to serve, if you're willing to be developed, uh, I promise you, as a leader, you are going to come out so much more influential because you've been willing to start again. That's so good. Yeah, a term I've been a saying I've been saying lately. I actually was on the phone with another pastor yesterday and said this: um, "Don't delegate, but develop." So, you, yep. so that's kind of going along with what you're saying, right? Don't just delegate your weaknesses; develop your weaknesses. Yeah. No, that's great. You know, I just, I literally just got done with a CrossFit workout and today's workout was something that I just suck at. I'm not good at. And I, I've got the things I'm strong at and I love those days because I look really great in front of people. I can, you know, score uh, pretty high on the days where there are things that I'm not so great at. I have a choice. Am I going to skip the gym that day or am I going to submit myself to a process that's going to challenge me? It's going to humble me. But ultimately, it's actually going to develop me more than the stuff I'm strong at. I think as leaders, we can get really used to sticking to the stuff we're great at, but not actually challenging ourselves to do the stuff that might make us seem a little bit weaker than we are. So questions you should ask yourself, are you really strong in communication, but you're not a great people person? Okay, you can't just, you know, delegate being a people person to somebody else, you have to grow in that area. If you're going to be a leader, I'm not talking about being an influencer or a preacher. I'm saying if you're going to be a leader, you have to submit yourself to grow in that area. And so what are you doing as a leader to challenge yourself to grow every single day? Do not get stagnant. Don't become the cap for your organization because you're challenging everybody else to grow, but you yourself are unwilling to develop those areas of your life that you're not so great at. That's so good. Do you create like a, a plan for development? Like how do you, so you, you just taught us a little bit about how we uh, decide and how we, we figure out what we're not the best at. Then how do you actually do it? Do you create a, a developmental plan to grow uh, how do you keep yourself accountable to that? Yeah, I think there's two things I do. Number one, every year for me has a focus. And, I, you know, as our church uh, comes together at the end of every year, we kind of prophesy a word over the, the next year that's coming. For my uh, 2021 word, the, the word was focus. 
And so I, I knew that God was calling me to focus in on specific things in my, in my life. And as I kind of sought the Lord, what that looked like, I really felt like the word he put over me was leadership. And, you know, I want to make sure I, I make the clear distinction. Leadership is not being a social media influencer or a great communicator. Being a leader means that you are a developer of people, you influence them to change, and you have a position of impact in their lives. And so for me, if leadership is the focus this year, then I had to really define what does that look like for me if I'm going to grow in that area. And so instead of, you know, focusing on being the most renowned speaker, my focus this year is to make sure that every staff member that I have, that I have a one-on-one with them, personally developing them at least once a month, that I'm spending time uh, creating content specifically for my directors, my staff members, my volunteers to grow them as leaders so that I am empowering the people around me and not just focus on my own influence. And so I I have a plan for the year, uh, a goal of what I want to become, and then I create action steps around that goal. That's, That's number one. I think the second thing is to just figure out the areas of my life that are a bit weaker. And if I can identify those weaknesses, I can pinpoint them, target them, and focus on them throughout the week. So for me, I know that, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a people person, but sometimes I can get so caught up in the tasks that my conversations with people are a bit short. So what I want to do in this season is challenge myself. The moment that I'm normally used to exiting the conversation when it gets a little awkward, hey, commit to sticking through that conversation a little bit longer. And what I've learned is, some of the breakthrough moments and conversations are on the other side of awkwardness. So, you know, there are some small things that I can do throughout the week that I'm targeting to make sure, Hey, if you really want to have genuine relationships with people impact their lives, you got to get past that quick, you know, moment of conversation and move on. You got to dig a little deeper. So those are some ways that I kind of target those weaknesses in my leadership. Wow. That's so good. And I think you gave some great practical of like, cool, someone's walking to the office right now. Now they're going to start thinking about, hey, here are some of those weaknesses and let me sit down and spend an hour to create a plan to develop those weaknesses and maybe even call a friend um, who strengths are my weaknesses and have them help me create this plan to develop because we're better when other people speak into us too and help us to create that. Absolutely. This is so good. Thank you so much, uh, Jared, for jumping on. Where can people um, find you on social media and find some of the content that you're coming up with? Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram. It's at Jared C.A. Ellis. Um, And you can also uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel. I've got a podcast um, called the Bull Fan Leader Podcast that uh, talks about how to be a unifying leader in polarizing times. And then E2 Church, uh, all over social media and YouTube, all of my sermons are there. Um, our worship content is incredible from the church. Um, and all of the stuff that we produce uh, is high quality. would love for you guys to check it out. All right. Thanks so much, bro. Absolutely. Absolutely.